guys, it's 2021. I'm feeling good. I hope you are too. Welcome to My Nirvana, which in Shona means mother and children, where we talk about different discussions and navigating life in the diaspora. Um, I'm Tino, the middle child, the funniest one, and I'm not here alone. I'm with my mother and my sister, so you guys introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Wayita, I'm the youngest child. Hi, I'm Zikamai Mayrevana. Hi guys, I'm Tanaka, the oldest and the best daughter. So this episode is inspired by an event that happened to Moi this um, this week. So Moi, do you want to tell us what happened to you this week? Um, so um, I was crying. I ran up to my mum upstairs because I was crying because um, people in school were talking in um, English about like BLM and different struggles. And like what made me cry was that one of my friends, um, she was saying very very like racist things like making up rumors about why George Floyd was arrested by the police and she's just saying very racist things yeah and so this got us thinking about all the different like racism that we've received whilst in school so we just thought we'd share our experiences yeah and I think that's a really good topic because it's something that you experience quite a lot yeah so um Tino like what was like your experience of racism within school if you'd like to share like a story um i think within like school in a school setting especially like going to a school that's like predominantly white um you always get you kind of get it's more like microaggressions so you it's sometimes micro people that know microaggressions is it's kind of like subtle racism so it's like things that are aren't outwardly racist but they're like subtly racist mm-hmm. so um for example like it's for example like with my head of year kind of calling my group loud aggressive intimidating and those are stigmas that are attached to black women Mm -hmm. and the majority of my friendship group were people of color were black women so that stigma being attached to my friendship group attached to the group that i'm in was a microaggression in itself and it's one that we faced quite a lot when it came to going to our head going to our head of year um yeah that's one of the experiences that i had just not to go in too much detail. Does anyone else have one? Yeah, so like I would say, like from what I've noticed in the school system, when I've always been in it, I've always been aware of like my blackness and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm the only black person here. And actually for the majority of like my education, I've only ever been the only black and the only ethnic person in the room. So I've always noticed that. But I think my earliest memory of racism in school was in like primary school, we were doing a geography lesson on learning about countries. So um, we're talking about the country Niger and everyone started saying the N word to me, um, but then they were masking it as, oh no, 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 we're just saying the country, we're just saying the country. And the teacher didn't really do anything about it. She didn't really care. She was just like, oh guys, it's actually Niger, it's actually Niger. But the kids kept on doing it. And I think then I was very aware that I'm so different from all these people and they didn't yeah. see me the same as them. Yeah. yeah, with primary school, I think obviously the primary school that we went to when we were really small, mm-hmm. like we were the only black people there. Like there was only two people, two black people at that school and it was me and my, <laughs> and it was me and my sister. It was me and you. And also when it came to the school photo, the massive school photo, they would always put us in the middle. Yeah. Like every single year would be in the middle. So it almost like they're coming to like scratch off the painting. Like it, I don't know if that was like that anything it was like linked to that, but they would always put us in the middle. And like whenever we'd like address something and go home saying, oh, they've called us the N word, the teachers would say, oh, they're too young to understand, but they knew who to direct it to. Yeah. And there was that there was that no understanding of 
what they're saying is wrong because there was no consequences when they had said it. So that was a really early memory. Like even like I don't know how old I was, like five. Yeah. I, like I remember that. that memory because we it was we were living at that point we were living like in a small farming community and the school was even so small that you guys were learning like here three year groups in one uh, thing but I remember going to the teacher and saying because I remember Tino you even asked me like what is the n-word why do people keep calling me this n-word because you by that point you didn't even know what it meant yeah. and then when I went to the teacher and I was like look this is what is happening the teacher was like, well, I don't think these kids really understand what we you know what they're talking about. But then I was like, but how come they managed to appropriate it to Tino? Why aren't they, if they don't really know what this is, why aren't they calling other children the mm. N-word? And yeah. yeah, so yeah, that I remember that well. What and about fast... you, Moa? Oh, sorry, Tanaka was going to say I was something. just going to say, like, fast forward 10 years later, the same thing happened to Moa at primary school. Yeah. And they said the exact same thing oh the kids don't understand they don't know what they're saying but they still managed to direct it to more but 10 years later the teachers are still saying the same thing and okay. it's a different school different location so yeah and more what tell us about your experience um so um i was with one of my, my two of my um best friends one was a girl one was a boy and we were just sitting on a bench and they said they were talking about going to the park and then I was like, okay, yeah, maybe I can come. And then um, when they thought I had left, I heard them saying, oh, let's not invite Moita. She's such an N. And then they actually said the N word, which, oh and I was God. like, I, I, I was just like upset because like they'd call me that and I thought they were my friends. And then when I told my mom what happened and then she went to the head teacher, um, the head teacher said, just said the same thing. Like, oh no, they're not, they don't know what they're talking about. And then, like, the thing that, like, really, like, made it worse for me was when my friends had come out of the Hedges office, they said, oh, it's fine, because we didn't get in trouble, which... Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they knew that there was no consequences to that, so the behaviour just carries on going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and for me, so for me, because I, I really, I, I haven't gone to school, I've gone to school, like, in my, maybe the first four years of my primary education, yes, some of the... Um, the pupils in my class were white but actually i don't even have memories of those so i've always been in a class where we are all black because i grew up in zimbabwe Lucky. so i didn't really experience that but for me as a parent raising children in the diaspora the thing that has really stuck with me that you you guys know when i when it's about education i get so fed up is the way the expectations that your teachers place upon you such low expectations and I really really can't stand it because I was a teacher back in Zim and even when we had parents meetings or even being um, a pupil and and my parents used to come to parents evening my teachers would always tell my parents Zika Mike can do better I'm disappointed she should work harder she should do this and when I was a teacher I always used to try and push my pupils to achieve more than they were able to but your teachers were constantly saying Oh, you're putting too much pressure on these kids. Oh, maybe Tanaka shouldn't go for her A-levels. You know, this, you don't want to put too much yeah. pressure. And I couldn't stand the fact that they, you know, they wouldn't try and push you to better things. <clears throat> no, yeah, I totally agree. Like, I remember um, I was signing up to do my A-levels in sick form. And this one teacher said, do you know what? I don't think A-levels are for you. I don't even think that 
going to university is for you maybe you should do something else and like fast forward to now I've now graduated from uni I managed to get into uni with good grades so like imagine if I had listened to that where I would be now and like I think Tina maybe had a similar experience with your uh, A-level situation this year yeah even um like for example like doing like medicine like I had a talk with one of my teachers and he was like oh you don't you can't do medicine like you like it's almost like almost to say like it's a joke that you even think that you can do medicine Mm -hmm. and then obviously with my um like this year my grades were chosen by the teachers and obviously you get like a feeling with if you already feel a bit like stigmatized by certain teachers and like that your that your like your smartness is due to them and like what they think of you and if they're then deciding your future you it kind of puts an emptiness in like your stomach that you you aren't going to get what you want because of how they perceive you as a person mm-hmm. so obviously that didn't go well because I didn't feel like they perceived me as high as I perceive myself so yeah or even as high as you actually are then yeah. like they were even like oh you're not going to get onto the course but you got into the course you passed the exams you passed the interviews it was just down yeah. to them being like oh she doesn't deserve to be on it do you know what I mean yeah which is just so bad like you should be inspiring children but you're just putting them down and pushing them yeah. aside yeah I totally agree and um I remember once you know I don't know if you know I once you know when you're talking about your friendship group and you're saying oh you're they would just perceive because you were quite an um, ethnically diverse friendship group and they would yeah. say oh this group is loud I remember once I don't remember whether you were just before writing your O levels or whatever GCSEs sorry you call them GCSEs and then I was talking to the tea I don't remember whether she was English or just and she, then she said to me oh I'm really scared of Tino she always looks so angry she always looks whatever <laughs> then I said to her oh is she being disrespectful does she not listen they said no 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 she's actually quite a model student but she she always looks angry I'm always I'm actually quite scared of her. and I just thought what yeah it's, it's like, weird because even even like when we would go to like the head teacher like we would say because like everyone used to say like oh we're quite loud we go to teacher and we'd be like oh people are saying this like we're saying this even though we aren't this and she'd be like oh it's probably because you're all a group of intimidating powerful angry like the, the, the adjectives that she was using yeah. to describe us were like stigmas that are put on black women and women of color so it was kind of like even though she's trying to like turn it for, to be a compliment it wasn't in a way it was like yeah. almost like yeah it was like backhanded yeah like say the story about when the dinner ladies took you to not took you to court but like you had a meeting with them i can't remember that well but we weren't allowed in the common room anymore like we were kicked out of the courtroom and she she made a comment she was like oh because you're a minority but then maybe it was misunderstood but it was just like obviously because we are a minority then she said you are a minority so we brought that up and then she got mad she started shouting us we have like a video recording of it um so then after that conversation, we weren't, we weren't really heard out at all. We were just kicked out of the common room. So we weren't allowed the, to the common room for three days. Yeah. So yeah. Well, being ethnic, I can't. It yeah. was 1923. And then, and then Moa has got, what, what experience would you like to share, Moa? Um, um, like, so I thought like a, a teacher was kind of being sort of racist to me, I think. Um, so I had, I had a friend. Um, it, was, it was a girl. And we were in English together in like I think it was like year four, and um, we'd both well I I'd written like uh, a nice a nice piece of writing like a really good like poetry I think, um, and when I'd finished mine, my friend hadn't even started hers, and then when it was when it was just finishing, I saw her copying me, and then at the end of the lesson, um, 
the teacher called me and my friend um, back and she said one of you has copied each other and then she just kept asking me if I had copied my friend and I was like no no like I haven't copied anyone and my friend didn't own up for anything and she didn't also did she the, did the teacher ask your friend if your friend had copied no yeah um and like um like so because she kept like badgering me about it I just said that I copied her even though I didn't and then I got told off and my friend didn't like send up for me or anything so I mm. thought that was pretty racist yeah like, yeah yeah that is so for me that's why whenever it's about education i get so uh so mad just because of the expectations of the teachers and i remember another incident i know this so sorry guys there's so many incidences and i know would the podcast could go on forever but i remember you know once i don't know if you remember you came home and you're like oh but i don't understand i think there was a uh um a, a black boy in your class who he had a group of friends some of them were white but he was always like misbehaving together with his friends and yeah. the teacher if if he was the first one if the teacher caught him it was always get out of here i can't stand you go to the head teacher's office or go to some senior teacher's office but if it was his friends who had done kind of sort of the same thing you know the teacher would be like i'm disappointed in you guys you should sit down you should be studying or you should be more serious with what you're doing and just that disparity that yeah. even as a child you could already see that actually the way the teacher responds to people misbehaving was different so you know it's just a shame that um these kind of things happen in education yeah definitely yeah i think we should top the, the our stories off with the biggest one where the death threat to you if you want to explain that one yeah i don't even know how old i was but that memory will not leave me like i can actually tell you from like start to finish but i was with my um au pair and moi she moi was how old is moi like two she, she, no moi was probably months old yeah and i was yeah. probably like seven at the time and we were like walking down this big hill and this man was like behind us where we kept walking and then he came and he was all friendly he was like oh my gosh where are you guys from we were like oh we're from here and he goes no like originally like where are you guys originally from and we were like oh we're from zim and then we came and then he came down with us by the uh by the bus stop and he was like if you don't get out of my country i'll kill you you and all these like n-words get out of the country you shouldn't be here and like me being seven like it was really scary like we called the police and like imagine like being seven and like so little and that's like one of that's one of my like earliest memories and it's and it's just like you don't actually you don't when you're seven you don't actually realize like the differences between like people like you kind of feel like you're all the same so like mm -hmm. the fact that he like took us out like it just it was it was a horrible feeling especially for someone quite young and it really sticks with you for a long time yeah because i remember coming home and the au pair was like oh my gosh we ran all the way home yeah. running why in the pram and you know running just to get away from a middle-aged man so yeah. yeah and you know what got me thinking i was like you know what when we grow up you know we we aspire to be all these um you know, like different careers, like, oh, I want to be an engineer, I want to be a doctor, I want to be whatever. But I think also sometimes, you know, looking back, I'm like, actually, we need to aspire to have more teachers in the classroom, like yeah. more te like more black teachers, more people uh, to be in these classrooms, to bring about the diversity, to, be all, to also see the, you know, like the good, to see that actually black children can excel yeah. and whatever. <laughs> 
and it gives people goals to look up to like because yeah. the people that you look up to are the people that you want to be so if you're not seeing people like you yeah. in the areas where you want to go to it's yeah. going to be so hard for you to actually aspire to be that person and that's why you see like a lot of disparity of like you know black doctors black teachers like because we don't see those examples so we don't want to reach for those goals because we don't see anyone like us in those positions yeah, yeah. definitely I totally agree with you because yeah. i think in my whole educational life i've never had a black teacher before or even a black lecturer and I've like graduated from uni now so yeah <laughs> I've never had that before and what I found interesting Tanaka you know when you were talking about one of your uni friends mm-hmm. who said actually because they grew up in a very ethnically diverse area mm. what were you saying about them yeah so she was saying that she's actually the first time she experienced racism in the educational system was actually at university and she had never experienced it at um at school before because she lived in a very diverse area that like people who were um white were actually the minority at her school so and she was saying also the teachers were very encouraging when it came to like grades and stuff they actually pushed them and said do you know what if you want to go to oxford you can get in just work hard whereas if i had ever said that at my school (laughs) they'd be like are you okay like um are you all right never Yeah, you know, at one point, Tanaka, when your teachers were like, oh, I don't think Tanaka should be going to A-levels. I think she should be doing apprenticeships. Not that there's anything wrong with apprenticeships. But then there was a point when I was coming from work and I was Googling all these chef apprentices, everything. And Tanaka kept saying, Mama, I know I can do it. Mama, I know I can do it. And in the end, and even she was like, I don't want to go back to that school. The teachers don't believe in me. And But I forced you to go back to that yeah. school. I was like, no, this is a good school. The Austin report is good. You're going to stay at this school. I know it's outstanding in every area. And you listened and you went. But after that first year in I sixth year, you were like, I'm not doing it. And wow, when you went to a school that was more accepting, more encouraging, Look at what you achieved. I so, flourished. And I think that's why with moi, mm-hmm. I haven't really focused more on the Ofsted report. And therefore, you know, like saying, oh, I just want my child to be where there's a good Ofsted report. But actually yeah. looking at the whole child. Ofsted's a bit of a fraud, to be honest. Yeah. Sometimes I think that, like, Ofsted doesn't, like, sometimes count in, like, how, like, the minorities feel sometimes. Because, like, if... Because my like my my primary school was was ranked as excellent, but for me I would say it's an okay at best because like the racism I got. Yeah, and with offset like like tests like that, it doesn't work because they tell you when offset are coming, and that means you can increase your standard and like you can get rid of the students that maybe aren't. They did that every year. They do that. Like you see the people that don't concentrate or don't like listen. They send them out on like trips, like to go in the forest and do stuff like that, so that everyone does <laughs> yeah. this. Like I've seen it happen. Like I've seen people that don't like concentrate on stuff like that. They yeah. get sent out. Like they go for a day trip. Yeah. And then Ofsted's gone. They come back. Like it's 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 shown. So it's not very good scale to show how good your school is if they know you're coming and you're gonna act perfect for that day. Yeah. Yeah. True. Definitely. And I always, do you know what I always feel like if I'd grown up in an ethnically diverse area, how different would I have been? Like, would I have gained my confidence like early in life? Like, I feel like I'm now confident in who I am in myself. Would that have happened earlier? Like, I just wonder how my life would have been different and stuff. But yeah. So do you guys think this kind of racism in school will ever change? 
Yeah. I, I feel like it, it won't change unless there's a change in the system itself, like incorporating more black teachers in the school system, yeah. making sure there's things in place for, so that they know more about like racism. For example, like sometimes they do like, oh, Nelson Mandela, like like researching about Nelson Mandela, but that's not really enough mm-hmm. like, when you talk about that. Like some people, they, they just actually, they don't actually realize what they're doing is being racist maybe because there isn't actually education in place to like show them what racism is and like, history of, of the n-word like you know, people that use the n-word towards more they don't actually have the deep history so incorporating that into the education system and into schools can actually really help develop like students black students people of color so that they can go on to excel in the same careers as their white counterparts yeah i definitely agree with that and then also actually you know like when more came crying about uh what was happening on her uh, on her chat at school like on online school i then also realized that actually these children, they are so young, you know, these are 12-year-olds, 11-year-olds, and um, their, their views are probably molded by what they're hearing in their home. Yeah. So the things that they were saying about George Floyd, the things that they were saying about different things, it was maybe things they've heard their parents say, and then that just perpetuates the stuff to the next generation. So I was really, yeah, I was really astonished by what these kids were writing in the chat. Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree, and I think there needs to be like zero zero tolerance to racism like just if someone's racist like exclude them for like a week or something like that be very extreme so that people will not do it and i think people need to actually become allies it's good knowing our oh, black lives matter but become an ally start calling each other out and yeah. teachers need to start doing that become true allies to, and be advocates for children i have a yeah. question um for, for for you guys um so um, a, a, a guy in my school, he said he said the N-word um, three times and he got isolation for a school week. Do you think that was fair? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I think that, that, that that's good. So you can really go home and, and think, think about, about why he's done. Oh, isolation in school. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, you know, there's that's consequences for yeah, like, I, your actions. Yeah, I feel like things like that are, are good. And also educating yourself, because like you said, like it can stem from the parents. But I feel like as a generation, we're actually doing a lot better because like the Black Lives Matter movement, it was a lot of the, a lot of the protests were actually run by the younger generation. Mm-hmm. But if people aren't like educating themselves, they're going home and they're hearing people say, you know, all lives matter, like their parents, because they have such like a close view, like because they're, they're so old, their view is like stemmed from years ago. So if we also take the time to educate ourselves and have our own views rather than our parents' views, then we can actually help like help that movement go even further with the youth and with the people that we are like at this stage now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah this episode has gone on really, you know, like, it's, yeah, it was quite interesting to talk about that. Yeah. And I haven't forgotten, I know Tanaka is going to want a coach, but actually you guys said you're going to be trying to speak Shona more and stuff. Max said that. Huh? Tanaka said that. She said well, that. Well, you, you can kind of join in as well, Tino. You're not, you're not escaping it. So I don't know whether Tanaka wants to give her code or are we having a code this week? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so do you want me to say that code before we do the Shona? Or, okay. Yeah. Are you saying uh, you're quoting Shona? Huh? Are you saying you're quoting Shona? No. Oh, shut. No. <laughs> no. Sorry. Unless you want to translate it. So the, right. quote, so the quote, I this mama loves this quote. If you're tired, do it tired. <laughs> so I don't love it. That, yeah. that means just do it because someone has been um, making too many excuses for not exercising this week. We're meant to exercise five days a week. Uh, she's only done one. 
Mama. Uh, Tanaka, I this I did too. I did Monday and I did yesterday. <laughs> you're saying two. Way, it's not five. No, you're saying two, like you're proud of it. But, but, don't, do five. No, but don't say one. Don't say one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you're tired, do it tired. Okay, fair enough. So um my tanaku terera to onana shondo rino uya and that means thank you for listening. See you next week in Shana. Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye. Bye.